the the notion of being able to engage your people in such a way that they aren't part of the great resignation, but rather they're part of let's you know let's see what happens next. Hello and welcome to the Helping Organizations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders and business owners with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive. We'll be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. As a consultancy, we're here to help SMEs build resilient, high-performing teams and businesses quickly so they can innovate, deliver and thrive. If you would like to build a resilient team and business that creates, innovates and delivers, then do get in touch at julianrobertsconsulting.com. Welcome, Jim. (laughs) Hey, Julian. Congratulations, man. Happy 100. Thank you. Good to have you on, Mr. Kerr. It's always good to have you on. Um, you're you're the you're the finale now, Jim. So no no uh, no sort of expectations or or challenge there for you. But you are the finale of this. Um, yes, it's been good. I usually so, am. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just uh, let let the the audience just get up to speed again uh, with who you are. Um, you, you help leaders make change happen. You're a management consultant and you're a leadership coach, um, and you've written numerous books on leadership. Um, uh, one which is behind you, uh, the indispensable, uh, being indispensable. Uh, so, um, uh, and you came on, I think, probably over a year ago now since I last spoke to you. So, um, <laughs> I'd like, yeah, I'd like to get your your thoughts on the last two years. Just, you know, what have you picked up? What what sort of trends and, and what what I guess what positive trends have emerged from in a leadership context uh, over the last uh, couple of years? Well, you know, one of the things that I'm finding now is rather than kind of looking backwards and saying, oh, wow, you know, we've had to get over a lot. We've had to persevere. We've had to be empathetic. We've had to learn how to work remotely. You know, all that stuff is given. What I'm trying to do is look forward. What what do we and what do leaders, top leaders need to be worrying about as they look into 2022 and beyond? And there's a few things that I think are key, and there are things that I'm not seeing people write about so much. So I'm thinking that I may just tackle some of that stuff in my writing this year. And uh, I, I'm already seeing clients call and talk to me about these things. So I think there's some uh, some interest there. And they include stuff like what I guess I would call the pandemic dividend. You know, there were companies that were very successful and grew astronomically over the last couple of years. And they've got a huge head start for anybody, you know, uh, competing with them. So what are you going to do to catch up? Where's the strategy? What's the game plan? How are you going to be able to offset the gains that some of your competitors have made? Another one that I see happening right now is sort of stakeholder capitalism. And that's the notion that it's not just investors and owners that a business should be about, you know, delivering growth to, but their workforce, their customers, society in general. And and what's our strategy now as top leadership to address this trend? I don't think it's going anywhere. And interestingly, an earlier guest of yours, Cheryl, mentioned, uh, you know, the uh, Edelman Trust uh, barometer. And one of the 
the very interesting findings for me that came out of this year's trust barometer was that 68% of respondents said, and this is sort of the third trend that I'm keeping an eye on, that I expect CEOs to step in when government fails. And the recent Supreme Court uh, ruling about you know mandatory vaccinations and so on is a strong indication that top leaders are going to have to take a stance and decide for their organizations what you know their policy is going to be on things like that. So I see those as three big things that we've got to help our leaders think about and get their arms around and devise strategies and tactics to to handle. And yes, okay, we do need to be sympathetic. We do need to be empathetic. We do need to manage people in remote locations and all of that. But let's take it past that. And let's really think about some of the implications of what we just lived through. So just diving into that that pandemic um, dividends, that whole sort of where you're saying that some organizations absolutely boomed during the last couple of years, right. nature of their business, or they they were agile, whatever it is, they, they boomed. And you're saying that potentially could be our competitors that you're saying that, or some competitive organizations. I guess, what, what is the, I guess, the strategy of them playing that catch up again, it, rather than just looking at them and thinking, oh my goodness, they've done really well and we haven't. <laughs> so, you know, what are, what are you talking to uh, companies about in terms of helping them, I guess, play that catch up if they've, they've well, missed something? Right. I mean, part of it, let's let's really think through what's really been going on. You know, the great resignation, everyone points at, oh, my God, it's so hard to find people, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what's happening out there is a lot of these folks that have resigned have started businesses. And some of them are going to be very, very successful. They're going to be introducing innovations and, and, break, and have breakthrough thinking that companies can really leverage. So one of the ideas that I'm working with uh, clients on is, Let's identify these these emerging organizations and figure out how to fold those into our strategy so that we can better compete. Almost like incubator type sort of Yeah, businesses. I mean, I think there's stuff like that, that that can definitely be folded into a strategy to help a business compete and catch up with those that maybe uh, took a... Uh, uh, you know, sort of a, a a big gain over the last couple of years. So if you're competing with the the Zooms of the world, if you're competing with Amazon, if you're competing with, um, you know, Uber Eats and that kind of stuff, what here are some of the things that you're going to have to start to to do if you're not already in order to uh, remain competitive. And are we t- talking there a bit of a mindset? shift though aren't we in terms of how you view your own business how you view your people and how you i guess leverage that intel and that that capability i guess isn't it yeah for sure julian you know the the thing is the the mind uh, mindset is is definitely uh, a terrible thing to waste <laughs> so if we spent if we spend a lot of our time worrying about yesterday and what happened and oh my God, and we're victims and all that stuff that I see a lot of people still writing about and talking about, then I think we're missing the point. And the the point is, Mm -hmm. if we've got that positive growth mindset, if we're looking at the world as one of abundance instead of scarcity, then one of the things we've got to be able to do is look ahead and keep going forward and have a vision for where we want to be, articulate that vision, motivate our people to get excited about it 
engage them, and then mm. unleash them. And that's how we're going to win. That's how we're going to sustain our businesses. That's how we're going to grow. And I guess it's what I guess Colm was talking about is about engaging people, getting people to feel valued, and then they'll start to contribute. And actually, I think people forget how much information, not information, insights is within their business. Yeah. You know, and actually utilize your people well and reward them well and you know set up whether it's an incubator schemes that can start to create companies within companies you'd be surprised how you can achieve far more i mean i know uh, i think it was was it google uh, sort of changed the way they did in terms of making meetings you had to make a decision at the end of every meeting if, if there's no decision making in the in the in the room then it's not a meeting we don't happen and it just exploded the innovation pipeline and it's just creating different ways of working that can start to really go after this new ways of working or innovation whatever it may be yeah for sure you know i and i and i think the the notion of being able to engage your people in such a way that they aren't part of the great resignation but rather they're part of let's you know let's see what happens next when they get excited about being there when they see themselves being successful within the vision that you've articulated when you create a culture that allows for that kind of collaboration and growth and so on then then i think the world's your oyster you know you've got you've got the power times a hundred, you know what I mean? To be able to go out there and really, uh, uh, you know, devastate the competition, if you will. Mm. Um, I touched on this with, with Cheryl really about the whole, you know, communicating or get involved in societal issues. And, and you talk about how the expectation is for the CEO or the leader of the business to step up a bit to challenge potential government sort of guidelines in whatever they do um, again how are you seeing that play out and 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 how do you see that sort of having an impact on an, on a business in terms of them growing going forward well again i think it starts with the vision and then i think it it needs to be uh socialized or institutionalized through follow-up so it's one thing to, to articulate a vision and get people to see where you want to go. And then it's following up with the actions that are necessary to actually really hook them in so that they really feel like they're part of something special. You know, that it's part of the human condition to want to be part of something bigger than oneself. And if we can deliver that as top leaders to our staffers, then we've got them for life. They're going to want to be part of this because it's so exciting, it's so compelling, they can be so successful by following this and achieving this vision. So it's, not, it's really up to top leaders to, to, to say where we're going and then engage, certainly train them up and prepare them, and then unleash them. You know, micro, there's no place for micromanagement. It's gotta be about getting people ready to lead and then let them lead. And I think you end up in some pretty great places when you do that as a top leadership team. Well, it's that notion of, you know, inspire people where you want to go, almost get them all almost pointing towards the sun of, of your vision. And then, you know, go get type of thing, you know, enable them, you know, yeah. give them the resource they need. Uh, right. And you'd be surprised that there's a risk to that because they might do things you never even thought of, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> uh, you know, right. they, they might create some amazing things. Um, Absolutely. And if, if you, to, and I've asked all, all the guests to sum up this year you'd like to see 
in one word for 2022. Uh, what would be from your perspective? Well, you know, I, I, I've got to say it's indispensable. <laughs> that, that would be my one word. You know, you want you want this. Here's our opportunity. I don't know what happens really beyond today, but, you know, we've got now. And let's stop lamenting about what just happened. And let's get on with what we've got to do to, to build these compelling businesses and keep them, mm. uh, you know, uh, exciting places to be and, and delivering impeccable products and services. Yep, I, I wouldn't be surprised that you came up with indispensable. I would have been disappointed, Jim, if actually you not said it. <laughs> it's been your mantra for certainly the last 12, 18 months I've known you. So, uh, yeah. Right. Thank you. Well, well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your uh, sharing your, your wisdom and your thoughts and um, some key things there. So that's really good. Appreciate your time today, Jim. Julian, thanks a lot. It's great to be part of your 100th episode, man. Congratulations. And again, cheers. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye then. If you like this episode, then please do rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. As a consultancy, we help SMEs build resilient, high-performing teams and businesses quickly, so they can innovate, deliver, and thrive. If you'd like to build a resilient team and business that creates, innovates, and delivers, then do get in touch at julianrobertsconsulting.com.